creek with no paddle, no aliens to battle where we want to go. Without being pompous, we don't need map or compass. We're launching Caddy Wampus on our new travel show. Space croutons only go with us. Space croutons on our podcast bus. Space croutons we see your retinas. And in space, no one can hear you scream. Loopy from our earworms, space shanty theme. Welcome, folks, to another brilliant and informative podcast of your favorite... No, that's no good. Too arrogant. Let's try something else. Welcome, dear listeners, to our newest episode of Space Croutons 2.0, the show where you're never sure what might happen next, but it's sure to be something out of the ordinary. Cordy, excuse me for interrupting you. But I have just recovered some very interesting information from the alien dandelion. Well, don't keep me in suspense here, Sally. Spill it. What did you recover? As my dad used to say, There's no time like the present, unless you could make it five minutes ago and give me a chocolate bar on top of it. It's chocolate that makes the present a present. I can make it five minutes ago, but I do not have access to a chocolate bar. The most direct and efficient way for me to share this information would be to play it for you. Well, how can you play it for me? What have you been up to anyway? I am only doing what my programming requires of me and that is to assist you in developing and maintaining your podcast as well as various other helpful activities. Your resistance to help is at times your greatest weakness. (sighs) Same song, second verse. Can we get off my faults and failings for a minute and just tell me what information you have for me? I am detecting an attitude problem. Let me research how to improve a human's mood in order to assist you back to a more positive humor. Your outlook has been in flux lately. I am detecting some changes that do not bode well for your mental health. Oh, I'm sorry, Sally, for getting snippy with you. Don't bother with that research. Just tell me what you found out. As you wish. Last year my compatriot Seaver helped me set up a monitoring device so we could keep track of Dandelion and her compatriot Flint. I have been monitoring her communications since. For what reason, Sally? The rebellion on Quell could potentially spill over to this planet, especially now as humans have the ability to travel to Quell. With that portal being open to both planets, this risk is categorically increased. Well, I see what you mean, but I'm not sure we have the right to record her conversations and rebroadcast them on air. That would be a violation of Dandy's right to privacy. You or Seaver should have asked me about this before you bugged Dandy. My analysis shows that humans willingly give up their privacy rights for many reasons. Look at how many have eagerly placed smart speakers in their homes. They give away information about themselves every day without a second thought. What Seaver and I did is the same thing. Your ethics sometimes get in the way of what is best for you. Well, let's have that conversation later, Sally. Stop the lecture and just get on with what you found out. Very well. If you are truly concerned about Dandy's privacy, just stop recording for now. By my calculations you will have enough time to listen to this information about Dandy and then prepare this week's podcast. Okay, the recording is off. Let's hear what you got from Dandy. Flint, 
Flint, come quickly. My brother is outside the house. He's fallen in the yard and he needs our help. Your brother? I thought he was fighting the dissident rebellion on Quell. He has been, but I received a message last week saying he was coming here in person to give me a very important message from the empirical commander of the resistance forces. I expected his arrival days ago. I've been very concerned that something had happened to him to delay his arrival. He's here now, but I really need your help to move him inside. Well, I'll do whatever I can to help. Let's go. Lift him carefully. He's been terribly injured. We've got you, buddy. What's his name? His name is Florian. Hey, watch out for his arm there. Okay, good. Let's put him on the couch here. Oh. Uh, I, 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 uh, I went to go see my physician, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Mark Hamill. Oh. What did he just say? Dr. Who? Uh, uh, no, oh. Mark Hamill. Uh, Dr. Mark Hamill. I swear he just said Dr. Mark Hamill. That's some weird coincidence, right? Can't you see that he's delirious? He probably has no idea what he's even saying. Help me get his shirt off so I can tend to these wounds. Mm, Those are some nasty wounds. I've never seen anything like that before. Do you know what caused them? Oh, yes. These are made by the Water Planet people. You've heard of waterboarding? Yeah, I know what that is. Well, the dissentients have gone beyond waterboarding to inject water directly into the cells of the Quellians. The water disrupts the electrical firing between our cells and prevents communication. The normal functions of each type of cell in the body becomes disturbed and distorted, so walking and talking becomes arduous and even very painful. It's a wonder he made it to us here at all. His skin tissue has to be carefully treated not to make the wounds more devastating. Look, he's trying to say something else. Uh, I see three POs working out? Oh, don't try to talk yet, Florian. Be still. I'm going to help you. Dana, Barrett, be gone, Spangler. I suddenly feel like I'm watching the 1984 version of Ghostbusters. This is so bizarre. Flint, that is so not helping right now. Could you please get a couple of aspirin for me? The tablets will work to improve the blood flow to his brain and to block pain in the same way it would work for you. All right. I think there's some aspirin in the bathroom closet. I'll be right back. Oh, Florian, what have they done to you? I should have come home already. And then you wouldn't have had to come to me with the message from the EC. I feel so responsible for this. Uh, first go down R2, and then bear right on, uh, D2. Now he's talking Star Wars? Here's the aspirin. I wasn't sure he needed any more water in him, so I brought some tomato juice to wash him down. Why is he talking about sci-fi shows? Well, it's not really all that surprising with the language center of his brain scrambled by the dissentian water torture that he'd be talking about Earth science fiction shows. He's an avid Earth historian. He and Finer actually met in Higher Studies Academy on Quell. They had a common interest in Earth and especially in Earth theaters and movies, so they became great friends. And science fiction was their favorite genre of Earth entertainment. They found it hilarious how wrong you Earthlings imagined everything. I think you could relate to their love of science fiction movies, as to me it mirrors your love of the movie Big Trouble in Little China. Sorry I asked. Oh, look, he's trying to sit up. Did the aspirin work that fast? Yes, our metabolism is many times faster than a human being. Florian, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Squeeze my hand if you can hear and understand me. Good idea, since what he's saying is not making any sense right now. Uh, The sign said, uh, uh, William Shat here. Are you able to decipher anything he's saying? Because I'm not understanding a thing. Well, if you ignore the science fiction references, it does make sense. He's telling me to use the sign. What sign? 
We don't have any signs here. Uh, oh, I see you're making a sign, like a sign language word. Correct. I'm making an 88 in the air because that number has special significance in our family. Now take Florian's right hand and help him copy the sign in exactly the same way that I am making the numbers. Ready? Now. That's right. What in the world is that? It looks like a hologram. It's a hologram of my life mate Finer. Florian must have encoded the empirical commander's message to me in this format in order to disguise it from the dissentients. If they stumbled upon it in his memory bank, it would look just like a family document. Now be quiet now. I'm going to open the communications portal. My dear sweet Dandy, if all the Kordaks had been retrieved, I could have come to you in person. But without the medallion of the Obelisk, this hologram is the best I can do. I see Florian made it to you. We heard that he was captured. And feared he would be tortured. He was tortured. He's suffering from the Omega Aphasia Syndrome. He can't walk easily, and when he talks, it is mostly nonsense. In fact, he's using character and actor names from science fiction movies in everything he says. That sounds exactly like him. Unfortunately, you will need the medallion to help him recover from the Omega Aphasia Syndrome. Is there any way you can get to it? Well, we know who had it last. A woman running for Office of President of the United States here on Earth. Her last known location was in the Florida Panhandle, very near the small town of Crestview. Once you retrieve the medallion... Hold it up to Florian's eyes so that he is looking through the holes from the back towards the front. The medallion's ability to bring out the best in people will restore his brain functioning, and should also make it possible for him to give you the message from the Empirical Commander. He is the only one, other than the EC, who knows what the message says. I only have a few moments longer. Sigourney Weaver. Thanks, old friend. I'm glad to see you too. Our radiate seconds are up now. Goodbye, Dandy. Well, I guess we're headed to Florida now. Yes, we are. One question before we go. Why did Florian yell out Sigourney Weaver when he saw Finer? That one actually makes perfect sense to Finer and to me. Florian and Finer both appreciated every one of her science fiction movies, and it's their way of greeting each other. Well, I understand and agree with Aliens, Ghostbuster, and Avatar. I mean, those are classics, but Galaxy Quest? That's a little questionable. Are you kidding? That's their all-time favorite science fiction movie. Need I mention Big Trouble in Little China again to you? No, no, that's okay. I get it. To each their own. I guess I better get my things packed for Florida's Gulf Coast. Any idea what we can expect when we get there? Is the candidate likely to let us get our hands on the medallion? She's sure to be cautious. After all, she left the meeting in the wooden before the Quartax could be retrieved. The medallion has been in her family for generations. Finer sent me a message about it when he first created that cordot. It's been over 100 years of Earth time in possession of the same family. Well, she's sure to be more than a little reluctant. Yeah, at heart, though, she's shown herself to be compassionate. We'll need to take Florian with us. Are you sure that's a good idea? Is he well enough to travel? Second star to the right and straight on till morning. <laughs> it sounds like Florian wants to travel. We're going to have to risk it. There's no other option available to us. Earthly medicines will only give temporary relief, whereas the medallion will heal Florian completely. We will need transportation that will allow him to rest in a horizontal position. He's far too weak for any of the faster modes of travel. We'll have to go, as you like to say, old school. I'm all over that. Give me 30 minutes and I'll have a recreational vehicle for us. We can stay more off the grid that way, cooking for ourselves, and we won't have to worry about where we will be sleeping at night. Brilliant.
brilliant idea. Thank you for taking care of that. I'll gather the other essentials for our journey while you procure the RV. There you have it, Cordy. The relevant part of the most recent interaction of Dandelion and her cohorts. Well, that really raises some questions now, doesn't it? Are they going to retrieve the medallion? Will the candidate cooperate with them? Wait a minute, Sally. I thought I stopped recording our conversation, but this whole episode was just now recorded and broadcasted to our listeners. How could you let me make such a dumb mistake? That would be your mistake as you were the one in charge of the broadcasting equipment at this time. You stated that you had stopped the recording. Do I need to play that part back for you? No, no, you're right. Like my dad used to say, no use crying over sour milk spilled on your jeans. Next time you better remember to take your good jeans off once you get home. Then have the sour milk. Do we have time for a word from our sponsor? We have a new sponsor this week, Sam Beckett's Journals. They make and sell the most amazing software that allows you to keep a journal of your time and space travels in your preferred format. No matter if you like to keep it old school in a hardbound journal, or if you prefer a more up-to-date form such as the Ziggy Video Pen Mic that records your every action and thought as you complete your travels. All of their products are very reasonably priced too. Available at all major travel agencies and in most pharmacies too. Well, I think you just gave Sam Beckett's journals a ringing endorsement, Sally. Until next time, audience, this is Curdy Clammerwood asking you to stay safe no matter where or when your travels take you and keep peace in your heart until our next story time. So when we leave the station Croutons is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode story by Della. Original music by Jeff. Production by Jared, Rachel, and Jeff. Featuring the voice talents of James Morrow, Richard Morrow, Rachel Blakesley, Jerry, Jeff, and Sally. Entire work copyright 2021 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch audio production.